You're listening to You've Got This, Q&A number 35. I'm Katie Linder, host of You've Got This. Each week, I post a Q&A episode to answer questions related to surviving and thriving in an academic life. You can email, tweet, or comment in the show notes to ask a question that could be featured on the show. Now, on to today's question. On this week's Q&A, I'm answering a question from Jamie, who asked me on Twitter, can you please do a podcast on why to start an LLC and steps to do it? I don't think you've done that yet. Please and thank you. So thanks for this question, Jamie. Um, This is something that I'm happy to talk about from my own experience. I'm sure there are lots of different ways to think about doing this and reasons why you might have an LLC that I'm not going to mention, but I'm certainly happy to speak from my own experience. So starting with um, why have have an LLC. So basically what an LLC does is it kind of professionalizes and formalizes the fact that you have a business. And it affects things like your taxes. It affects things like your bank account. Um, And so there are various things that will happen when you decide to form an LLC. But some of the reasons that I decided to form one, um, one was because it was actually something that some institutions that were paying me requested. They said that it would be easier to pay me as kind of an individual contractor if I was an LLC. And so that was one of the reasons I kind of initially started to think about it was I wanted to make it as easy as possible when I was working with institutions, either as a speaker or sometimes I get paid as a coach by an institution. Um, I wanted to make that easy for them. So that kind of planted the seed. But I also think that another reason um, that I really thought about forming an LLC is that I wanted to make it really clear that I have a job that I do for my day job, but that I also have this business that I do on the side. And because I work for a state institution, it was really important to me that those those two different jobs be separated and it be really clear what was happening for each job. And one of the things that I think about a lot, and it's it's just a really important part of my side business, is that none of the work for my side business comes to me because I'm a state employee. And so this is something that I've really tried to separate out very clearly, um, and I'm just really careful that I, I don't really talk about my side business at work. Um, it's definitely something I do on the side, you know, either before I come to work, after I get home from work, or on the weekends. Um, And it just really is not part of my day job at all. And so the LLC was one way for me to separate those things out and for my own um, kind of organizational strategizing and and just kind of the organization of how I think about these things, it was better for me to kind of have that formalized so that I could really think about what I do on the side as a business. Um, Another reason, maybe a third reason to think about forming an LLC is it really did encourage me and kind of force me in some ways to get more strategic about what this business was, to start setting some goals for this side business, to start treating it like a business. I think in a, for a long time, I'd kind of just done my side work informally. Um, and again, it's kind of speaking and coaching and things like that and hadn't really necessarily thought of myself as a business owner. But when I formed my LLC, um, I had to open a business bank account. I had to start really accounting for the expenses that I was going to be um, writing off on my taxes as business expenses. Um, and, And I had to get just really kind of clear about that. And it really formalized for me and in my own mind really helped me to start seeing, you know, this is an LLC. 
And this is something that um, is a separate entity. You know, it's it's something that's very closely tied to the work that I do. But actually, recently, I added my partner as a co-owner to my LLC because we're starting to offer some services um, involving web design and kind of maintenance of websites um, for individuals. And he does a lot of back-end web support. And so that this was another way to kind of formalize that partnership as well and to give him a place in the business. And if I didn't have the LLC, it might not have been, you know, quite so formal. It might, and I, in some ways, I think it made it easier for us to have those discussions. And he really views my side business as a business, and it allows him to, I think, support me in some ways, in easier ways, because he knows when I'm working on this, you know, this is contributing to the business, and it's not just kind of a hobby that I'm doing on the side. Um, that said, I feel like I should I should mention that he's been supportive all along. It's not like that started just with the LLC. But we both agreed this was kind of the next step to really formalize this for for me and eventually for both of us because he's now involved in some of that work. So those are kind of a few of the reasons why I think having an LLC um, might be something to consider if you're trying to kind of formalize your work and trying to kind of tell other people that this is something that's formal to you that you take seriously um, and that you do treat as a business. I think for some people, an LLC really signifies credibility. I don't think this is always true, um, but that's, I think, an added bonus of having an LLC is that people know you've taken the steps to do this, and so they might treat you a little more seriously or or give you more credibility because of that. So um, Jamie also asked about the steps for forming an LLC. So I'm happy to share kind of what I did. I think there are multiple ways, again, to do this. Um, So this is just kind of one method. But I decided to go uh, the route of hiring a lawyer. And in part, this was because I did not feel like I had the amount of time that would make me feel comfortable to research this and do it on my own. And neither did my partner. And so because of that, you know, we decided to find a lawyer. And so I just looked around my town. I did a a Google search and found a small business lawyer that's local to my town. And we went and scheduled kind of an initial meeting with this person. And at that initial meeting, I explained what I did, you know, what my side business was, and just kind of asked some questions about what were the different kinds of things we would need to think about if we formed an LLC. Um, For example, one thing you need to consider is, you know, it is required that you have a separate bank account. So we had to open a business bank account. I have a business credit card um, for the LLC for when I travel for that business. Um, and for for other kinds of purchases. Um, I do have in a a separate episode, I talk about my side business budget. So I will link to that in the show notes if that's of interest to you. Um, But also, for example, we have purchased business insurance. So there's all kinds of factors, I think, that come along with having an LLC that you might not consider in the beginning. So talking with that lawyer gave us a sense of um, the kinds of things we needed to be thinking about. And he also was able to recommend to us a accountant and this is another area of, of my kind of personal life and, and now my professional life that I have always hired out. I've always had an accountant, uh, as has my partner. And so um, this was not a new area to us. But I think a lot of folks who start an LLC um, or who have a business, this is a, a place where you can outsource that work um, if you don't want to do it yourself. And again, this was not an area where I felt like I had the time or energy to really put enough effort into it that I felt comfortable that I was really doing it right. So um, 
this was great because we were able to meet with the lawyer and find out that, you know, he had contacts locally that would allow us to also have an accountant um, that we felt like we could trust and that would really help us navigate that space as well. So um, that initial meeting led to the filing of some paperwork with the state. And um, it also meant that I had to kind of outline some things about the business, including kind of who was in the business, how much was in my business bank account, where the business bank account was, you know, that kind of thing. And now I have kind of this paperwork that proves that I have a business. The other thing that I was able to file for was something called an EIN number. And it's something that when you have a business, you can have this number so that when people are paying you or you're filling out paperwork, you give this number in replacement of your social security number. So because I work with a lot of organizations and entities and people who are giving me 1099s because of the work that I do for them, it is a lot more comfortable to give them an EIN number than to be kind of faxing around my social security number. So that was another nice thing, um, an option that I decided to take advantage of was to have that number so that I can be using it for um, business purposes. So once that paperwork was filed, um, I kind of officially had a business, which felt a little scary. I talk about it in my imposter syndrome episode, so I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and this fee, the, and again, I think fees are going to be really different depending on who you're working with, where you live. I mean, I this is one of those things that's probably really relative. But I think what I paid for that initial meeting and, and the paperwork that was filed and all of the um, kind of the whole thing, basically, to to have the LLC be created was like $850. And then recently, when we added my partner to the LLC, I think we paid around $300 to go in and have a consultation again with a lawyer and then to fill out, have him fill out some paperwork for us and file it. Um, so it's not, you know, inexpensive. I mean, it's something that it's definitely uh, an investment in, in your business and in your uh, in yourself, depending on the kind of business that you have. Um, but it was the it was the next step. And it was definitely something that felt a little scary at the time. But now that it's done, um, just makes complete sense. And it's something that I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with. Um, and it also, I think, makes it easier for me to talk with people about the business because it really does feel like a real business now. So, Jamie, I hope that that answers a couple of your questions about um, why you might want to have an LLC and then how to form one. Again, I think this is one of those things where you can file your own paperwork. You know, I think there are resources online that you can find. But for me, um, this was something I felt most comfortable with hiring someone to do um, so that I just really didn't have to worry about whether or not I was doing it correctly. Um, it is one of those things, too, where every year I have to pay a fee to keep that LLC and to kind of refile. Um, and I don't think that it's super expensive, probably between $100 and $200 to do that. Um, but it is an ongoing expense um, that you need to be thinking about as well. So thanks so much for your question, Jamie, and uh, always happy to take questions. You can tweet them to me or email them to me at feedback at ygtpodcast.com. Thanks so much for checking in with this week's Q&A. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week answering another question. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGT for You've Got This podcast.com. That's ygtpodcast.com. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Katie double underscore Linder or at YGT underscore podcast. You can also connect with me by emailing feedback at YGTpodcast.com. If you find that you've got this podcast to be a helpful resource, please consider leaving the show a review in iTunes. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends and colleagues, the best promotion for the show is definitely word of mouth. You can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast available in iTunes and via my Learn Like a Boss weekly email newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and what it means to learn like it's your job delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn more about my work and projects or how to hire me as a consultant, workshop facilitator, or speaker, visit my website, katielinder.work. Finally, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, visit ygtpodcast.com sponsors. Thanks for listening.